how to fix a scarce dating life. Well, first off, let's understand what it means to even have an abundant dating life. And number one, you don't have to fight for the desire of people. Number two, you don't have to fight for them to stay around. And number three, that you attract the people that you want in your life. Having an abundant dating life has absolutely nothing to do with the validation of your friends, your family, or society at large. That the bodies that you penetrate and the lips that you press have absolutely nothing to do with whether you have an abundant dating life and certainly would not fix you having a scarce dating life, which would hopefully ultimately lead you back to yourself. <laughs> to realize that when I become the man that the woman I'm looking for is looking for, there I have my abundance. An abundant dating life is a byproduct. It is a manifest of the person itself. And if the person itself, themselves, is driven by purpose, has a well-sound physical temple, mental, social development, a true understanding of who they are, a transcendence of what it means to be alive as a human being, to spiritually connect, whatever religion, faith, or non-so, would enter that idea for you and form that concept. It does not matter. What matters is that you have connection to source, whatever you believe your source is. And so you put this package together and that sounds like a very abundant person because they are abundant in self-connection. They are abundant in an understanding and acceptance and a love for who they are. And that as they walk down the street, an aura is emanated. Do you walk down the street with an emanating aura that attracts other people towards you? The game or the game of the game, so to speak, in which that you had to use magic tricks and lines and you had to be prepared to go out there on your shield into the field to try and trick someone, win someone. Those days are done. The days of pick up and PUA are done. And if you are still hanging on to those ideas and not realizing that they were a great scheme, they were a great market that maybe brought some of you to a much more eternal dance. And so I am grateful for those forefathers that at least opened up the space to people thinking that they could change their dating lives and could get out of scarcity. Maybe their methodology I did not agree with inherently and didn't, from the beginning, the indirect way we were going about things, I did definitely did not agree with. But principles such as now, being a direct man, congruent, authentic, with empathy. And I should have said, when I say man there, I'm talking about human, right? Because those principles are human principles. To be direct with your intent so people know that you're upfront and honest, that whatever you say, you mean it that when you're congruent in your external actions, right, you show up and that you show up as the person that you purported to be authentic, that you make the right moral decisions, right? You do what's best for both people, not just yourself or not just them, but for both people, authenticity. And then with empathy, that you do all of the aforementioned with a care for the person on the other end. Your directness should not be so sharp that you cut people to the point of which that you wouldn't offer them a healing process afterwards. This podcast is brought to you by BoldDojo.com, where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bowl Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to boldojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentaries, music, all of that, all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share it with a friend who you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. <laughs> Starting off this podcast, a lot of fire, a lot of energy here because I want to rip the weed out of your mind if you came to this podcast because you believe you were going to overcome your scarcity by getting more people. 
by getting more people, I will stop being scarce in my dating life. No, 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 you'll become more scarce. You may have more people around you, but your internal connection to who you are, your understanding of what it is, what your position is in this universe, will only continue to reduce. Reduce and minimize in effect, depth and grounding to realize that actually, the more I chased outside of me, the more I lost myself. The more I chased the people and the things outside of me, the more I lost myself. The more I took myself away from myself. So please correct your mindset. If you've come into today's podcast, I have got a very in-depth, a very in-depth Instagram message as we kind of just cool the jets here for a second. Uh, I've got a very in-depth Instagram message from a longtime supporter of the show in regards to some long distance, some scarcity-based mindsets. We're going to get to that. So I received this Instagram DM at Tang one last Friday from a gentleman who will remain anonymous. I refer to him as X, and he says to me, Hello, brother. First, I just want to say thank you for being such a good force for humanity, not only for men, but for everyone. The last time I spoke to you was when I brought up minor issues about casual dating. It's been three years since then, and I've had a few casual relationships along this journey. I recently committed to a long-distance relationship with the woman I've been casually dating with. She's a good person, has a good heart, and has so much love and care for the people around her. Going back to the now, right after committing to her, when I was about to close my eyes to get some good rest, I felt this rush warmth of energy moving from my body all the way to my head. I don't want to label it as anything, but it is so strong that it won't let me relax. I called her back and talked to her about this strong energy, and she said she felt the same thing. Then the brain came in and it almost felt like a fight or flight response, pushing my now away and started to dig into the past and anxiously moving towards the future. I want to see what your thoughts on this and I truly value your opinion regarding this matter. If you have questions with just about anything, please let me know. Love signed his name. So I had many contextual questions after this in regards to, you know, what is it about your past, the future, etc. They're both in their late 20s. How happy are you with the long distance? How happy is she with the long distance? So I didn't see this message for about four days, but when I did actually respond to him, he got back to me within 24 hours. And within so about a four-day period, he has decided to renege on the commitment. He's backed out of it and he explains why. Number one, I think what I meant the fight or flight response is that my gut feeling was talking to me and telling me something is not right regarding my past. I didn't have the greatest relationship with my ex. We were both toxic and it was hard for me to let go, but I've decided to end it. I think it was for the best decision at the time for both of us, at least it is for myself. I saw your podcast about long distance relationship and one thing that you spoke about is how you can set it up with proximity, being compromised, being the only compromise if you have long-term plans. I understand the concept of the relationship being compared to a newborn baby. Both parents have to be around to nurture it. I've spoken with lots of people and being in a certain profession, most of them are in a long-distance relationship, and it seems like everything is going smooth for them. After this experience, I understand now that what works for them is not going to work for me. I've decided to compare their journey to what I have and thought that I could use their blueprint to set up my own relationship. My gut feeling slapped me to look the other way, and I had to listen to it. I had to stay true to my soul. Number two, I tried to convince myself that we're both in the same frequency. I lied not only to her, but myself. I decided to commit so I can take her out of the market, coming from a scarcity mindset and fear that I might lose her. I still value proximity, and even though I know that being in this profession is not the most optimal profession for this, I still believe that what I'm doing now is for the greater good, and it can help me grow and change the world for better. We are both 27. We're no longer in the long, committed long-distance relationship. Uh, he, was, he would have been a 2 out of 10, extremely unsatisfied long distance. She would likely be a 10 out of 10 for being totally fine long distance. 
That's his estimate. Uh, in addition to the first question, the bodily sensation was a warm feeling in the back of my neck, sweaty palms and feet, butterflies in the gut, and almost like a stomach ache. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And so finally, to finish this off, he sent me a draft response of what he actually wants to say to the girl. And this is quite necessary to go through because I think there's one red flag in it. But it's going to be interesting because he's actually pretty on point. So he goes on to say, first off, I want to apologize for the pain that I've caused. I was being indecisive with my decision and rushed into it. I used other people's experience and compared it to what I have, not knowing that what works for them might not work for myself. The sensation that I felt after committing was my gut talking to me. It's telling me that something is off, whatever that thing is. I take full responsibility with the outcome of my decisions and the pain that I've caused. I'm deeply sorry. My experiences with you was definitely one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. When I tell you that I enjoy your company more than sex, please trust that I was being honest and true. There are a few things that I wanted to change moving forward. One, it was unfair for me to tell you not to hang out and date anyone when we're not in a committed relationship. I know you would do anyway, but that was my wrong in my part. You've told me that you're off the market and that's your decision. I can't change that. But I do encourage that you hang out or date other people if you want to. Second, I still wanted to move forward with what we have, even if it's just casual. Your influence and feminine energy is something that I can't find anywhere else. Now, you may question in the second part that if I'm craving for your feminine energy, then why don't I commit for something serious? My answer to that would be, I'm not where I need to be. I have so much to fix within and that internal issues can only be fixed by myself and not others. I don't want to go into a relationship with my bottomless cup being filled by someone else. Third, if you decide to move forward on your own and don't want any part of me anymore, then I wish you all the best and hopefully run into you again in the future. It was the shortest commitment, yet I learned a lifetime of lessons out of that experience. I learned that I can't go into a relationship with a scarcity mindset or just because I have the fear of losing you. Maybe this comes from past experiences and other people can label it as bad, but I consider those relationships as good because I have a lot to learn from them. Maybe it's my defense mechanism that's triggering this, but who knows? I need to go to the dark, experience pain, and find out myself. Now I know that I can be someone's source of true happiness, but what comes to that is I can also be someone's source of great pain and suffering. Lastly, please understand that I didn't want to hurt you intentionally, but I had to stay true to my soul. Ja signed his name. So thank you very much, X, for sending in this message. I appreciate the courage, and let's get a summary on this entire situation because it was quite a mouthful. We have a man and a woman late 20s, the man works away from home. They're in a casual relationship in his words, and we can get to a little bit later on what that means because I don't know if he means just they're having casual sex and there's no T's and C's applied or that they have actually had rigor in what I refer to as an open relationship in which that there are sound principles being enacted upon. There's high awareness, there's high care. You know, so I don't know if that's the case. We'll park that for now. We can get to that a little bit later if it comes back up organically. But using his terms, they're in a casual relationship, so they're at least having sexual relations, I can assume so. But out of fear, fear of losing her, scarcity-based mindset, he decides that he's going to put her into a committed relationship long distance, even though he's not coming out to see her very often, knowing that she's actually probably okay with it, but he's not. To the degree that she's okay with it, I don't know. I don't have her in the room. I'm taking his word for it that she's a 10 out of 10 on extremely satisfied with a long distance committed relationship. That inherently and innately does not feel right to me because of the lack of development between the two. So what he was, I want this is one of the first point I want to bring up to help X understand what I'm saying here, which is that if you've gone back and listened to my old podcast on long distance relationships, the key principle, one of the key principles within that was that long distance relationships can work if there's an end date, if that you're sacrificing proximity now so that you can have proximity later, 
and that there was a fundamental development of that baby, so to speak, of the child relationship, the birthing of the relationship was at least formed to a point in which that it was self-sustainable. If you're going to try to attempt a long-distance relationship at the beginning of a relationship's inception, you're setting it up for pain. It's basically leaving a baby out in a cave and hoping that it's going to feed itself, hoping that it's going to survive itself or defend itself. It's very unlikely. So there are things that need to be managed with a long-distance relationship. There's timing involved. There's uh, reciprocation of intent. There's understanding of a really, really deep bond and trust between the two, especially when it comes to the regards of you know, are you going to be tempted, enticed to meeting up with someone else? Is that seed there? Would you possibly act upon that seed out of a fear of abandonment as maybe a disconnection from oneself, feeling that loneliness inside? Maybe were you using me as loneliness? Okay, so we've got all these different ideas popping up that can pop up. That's reasons to, and things to think about when it comes to long distance relationship. But I want to get back to the main point here for X, which is that to the key point of what I said that a Long distance relationship needs to have a foundation of a relationship underneath it first. And it doesn't sound like you two have that. You said that you've been seeing each other for about three months, I believe, if I got that date correct. Sorry if I'm wrong. I believe it's about three months. And that, yes, you do, you two seem to have a strong energetic connection based on what you've told me, that you feel like she's a great person, that she was actually very happy to go into this long distance committed relationship with you. That's where I'm, I'm just throwing up a potential red flag there. Like how you know and trust that she's a 10. She may have even said that, like on surface level X, that, okay, yeah, I'm cool for a long distance committed relationship. Why though? Did you ask why? Because I would like to ask why. Why would a woman who has been in a, in your words, casual, I'm going to apply the word open here because it's not the term that I use. I don't like the word casual uh, at all. But if you've been in an open relationship and she's been very happy with an open relationship, to swing from that to a long-distance committed relationship is a gigantic swing. It's not even the same universe. It's really two different realities that are happening there. So why she would be okay with that is the first fundamental question that I would like you to understand. If you were Now, I know that you've backed out of it now, but we're going through this story step by step. So for anyone thinking about this, just because a woman says yes doesn't mean she's happy with it. I have a lot of experience of this. I have a lot of experience of this in which that you propose the terms of a open relationship and because they're just so smitten with you at that time, they don't have the courage or the confidence or the power to stand in their own intent, what would actually make them happy. And so they're not willing to say to you, actually, this is not working for me or this wouldn't work for me. I just need to have some connection with you. Is that healthy? Absolutely not. But you would never know if you didn't understand why, if you didn't get to her intent of why she wants that. I don't know if X did that, but it just seems like something that, it seems unlikely, but let's say you did X, I hope that you did. And okay, if you did, great. If you didn't, not great. And let's make sure we do that in the future. Okay, done. So moving past that point, in the few days after making this decision, right, it was only about four days between that Friday message when he had told me that he felt this extreme energetic rush, this warmth of energy permeating from his head down to his stomach within his feet and what you're experiencing now, I think what you described there, X, is a discord, a conflict between what you thought was right and what you knew to be right. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like an internal conflict of authenticity, breaking of your authenticity principle, in which that you yourself, self-admittedly, 
didn't want and didn't and knew that a long distance committed relationship in your line of work was not going to be the thing for you. You've described experiences in the past with your exes that maybe you were treated very poorly. Maybe you were cheated on. I don't know. He hasn't told me and I don't know his story. Maybe he was cheated on. Maybe he was betrayed. Maybe he was left in the dust. I don't know. It would be nice to find out. It would be, I would like for you to dive into that for yourself as well because actually you've given much illusion and much preamble to the fact that you have pain to resolve yourself. Tremendous. Tremendous awareness. So knowing that about yourself and you asked her to commit to a long distance relationship. So you've already broken the authenticity principle there in which that you're not going to be happy and you're not, I'm not entirely sure that you're entirely sure about whether she's entirely sure she's going to be happy. There's a lot of entirely sure's there, but I think we made it work. I think I made that equation work quite well. There's a lot of holes here is what I'm trying to say. So I think you were right. I think you did great in the end, X, to... He hasn't, by the way, he hasn't had, as far as I know, he hasn't had the actual conversation that he proposed in the Instagram DMs with me with this woman. But what he has proposed is money, except for one thing. So I think I alluded to this before in which that there was one thing, one red flag in his proposal, and it was this. First off, just making an apology, fantastic. The fact that you started with an apology, X, tremendous. Absolutely, because there is apology to be made and that you've, been, you've messed her around psychologically, you've messed around with her heart, absolutely. And that's, that's what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm metal detecting with here. I'm trying to metal detect, I'm sensing a beep. I'm feeling a signal here that if you're having to apologize off the bat, then I just, I can't see a situation in which that she was a 10 out of 10 happy with what this setup was. You know, the fact that there was no pushback is what I'm trying to say here. It's the absence of pushback from her going, oh no, I actually, I don't think a long distance committed is right for us or right, not just for me, but for us. The fact that there was no pushback from her that you've at least told me, given me here, you've given me no idea that there was pushback. That is a red flag to me. That sense, what that tells me is that this woman actually was harboring feelings that you're not aware of. I would like to sit down with her and really get to the truth of how she felt about this. I think that would be fundamental and very informative and educational for you as well at whatever time is appropriate, of course. So moving back to the main point here, which is that I love that your apology though. I love that there was an apology there and maybe you sensed that there was things going on that maybe you hadn't endeavored and dived deeply enough into within her psyche. Good that there was part one apology. Part two was what I did not like. And I did not like, and I think it's something that's easily correctable, but what I didn't like is that you offered her a pathway back to something that clearly should never be re-entered again until you have evolved past the point of it. What I'm trying to say there is that you said that you would like to go back to the way things were. You would like to continue this casual nature. I believe you used the word, not a casual nature, but you used the word casual. You'd like to keep things casual because you could not find her feminine energy anywhere else. So what I'm seeing right there is another manifestation of the scarcity-based mindset of the fear of losing someone-based mindset. You can't find her feminine energy anywhere else. And I'm sure that was very subconscious because most of your message X was very conscious. It was very well written out, but your weeds, your darkness sullied the water in that moment. If you're recognizing that you've made a tremendous mistake here in offering this long distance committed relationship and she agreed to it and now you're backflipping on that. So you've taken it one direction, put her back in the other direction. Like you got to think about what spiritual position that this woman's in right now. Like she's put her trust in you. She has clearly put her trust in you by swinging from a casual relationship to now long distance committed. Now you're telling her that we can't, you can't do that. 
So it's like, if I was her, I'm sure that I'm going to be a little bit spiritually messed up for a little bit of time because my trust was betrayed. And as we describe in these podcasts, in my podcast, in my examination of masculine and feminine energy, it is a trust-based dynamic. It is a dynamic in which that there is a leader and there is a follower and that that the person who is most deeply endowed with masculine energy is the one to lead and the one that is most deeply endowed with their feminine is the one to follow. Neither better nor worse, both critical, as critical as each other to the dynamic of masculine and feminine energy. Masculine energy must lead, but can only lead as well as the follower is willing to give feedback. The moment the masculine energy breaks his leading, the feminine will give that feedback and the interaction will end. So do not get messed up on the wokeism of things, thinking that when I say follower and leader, that it means that men are better. No, 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 no. I have to say this every fucking time. I literally have to say this every single podcast in case there is one snowflake that comes by this and thinks that I'm being uh, some kind of right-wing white supremacist misogynist. Definitely not the case. I'm Asian. <laughs> I'm half-half. I'm half-half. Oh, so maybe I've got a little racist in me. <laughs> oh, the jokes. Okay, so getting back to it. You've broken the trust. You've broken the trust dynamic. So where you get the chops, X, to say to her as part two of your proposal that you would like to go back to the way things were. In what world? In what world is are you deserving of that? In what world would a woman accept that? A world in which a woman is already broken herself. A world in which a woman has been tormented and messed around by men previously and has learned to expect this kind of behavior and so has more understanding and patience and willingness to endure bullshit than she should a woman that has been damaged if she said yes what i'm trying to say here x is that if she said yes to what you proposed i would be very concerned about her because she shouldn't if you're trying to test her as like a psychological coach great test tremendous test because the healthy response to your proposal if i was the woman and if the woman was my coach, sorry, if I was coaching that woman, her healthy response would be, thank you very much, X, for the proposal. However, because I feel like you've betrayed my trust, I don't feel like that this is either necessary or desirable and that you need to go away and work on yourself and evolve yourself before we ever entertain the idea of reconnecting. So I thank you, but this is where this needs to end. That would be the healthy response for her. And I truly hope that she can see that and that, if, even if you really want, just cut this clip, cut this part. I know on YouTube, um, I think it's YouTube Premium, you can cut clips directly from YouTube, but you just send her the time mark. Right? That's the response that I would have even my daughter, a female client, my sister, anyone close to me that's fem- that's more based on a feminine energy to be saying to the masculine. Right, Harsh feedback needs to be delivered and boundaries need to be set, expectations need to be set, standards need to be met. Yeah, don't let people walk all over you. Don't let people make mistakes and without true demonstration of evolution be allowed back into your life. My, my principle of that, we always forgive, but we never forget. And what that means is that we understand the imperfect nature of human beings. We understand that we are all liable to making a mistake. You never understand the battles and the situations that people have come up through in their lives. You don't understand the abuse that they had from childhood that would lead them to the pain and medicating with things like drugs and sex, food, porn, media, etc. Right, and that end up making bad life decisions. Now, there's nature and nurture. We all have to take responsibility for our bad decisions, but we must also acknowledge that some of us were set up to make those bad decisions or a lot more primed to make those bad decisions. So we can have empathy while still maintaining our strong principles in life. We can understand that 
the man that has lost all will for life and has lost has absolutely nothing whether it's because his parents died in a car crash early at age and that he's just got into a life of drugs and crime because he had no other way of making it through the world and you just happened to be the guy on that day you were the guy on that day that he had to pull that gun out on and he took your car and he took your wallet and yeah while we you forgive that person for their erring you forgive that person for their mistake, but you don't forget and you wouldn't allow a situation like that to arise again. You wouldn't allow that person into your life, right? Until they had just demonstrated a high level of evolution, that they had come to see the wronging of their mistakes, that they had remorse, that they had regret for it, and that they are willing to make amends. They are willing to show you the depths of their gratitude for you, for who you are, for you giving them an opportunity if possible, right? Etc. This would go on. And so these principles of forgiveness and forgetting that we would never forget, but we always forgive. Uh, we apply this now and if you're a woman listening to this and you're the woman listening to this based on X's situation which is that yes forgive him but don't forget don't forget that he betrayed your trust and that he needs to demonstrate a high level of evolution in which that he no longer has this scarcity based mindset this fear of losing you based mindset and the way that you would test that by the way if you're wondering and this is a human principle this is not just from the woman to the man but also from the man to the woman masculine to feminine feminine to masculine in which that Moon and stars, moon and stars on the sand, get down on the beach. And what I'm saying there is the nature. Get into a low energetic frequency, a low, sorry, a low energetic environment. Now, there's not a lot of noise, not a lot of energetic noise, just a lot of signal between you and them in this lake, in this dance between your masculine and feminine energy. Get to understand a true signal. Don't be in the cafe, don't be in a bar, don't be in your bedroom. Be somewhere where it is conducive for a true meaningful connection that is not laden with the memories of the past or the expectations of the future, but things that are just moon and sand in the water, in the river, in the forest, in the park. doesn't have to be extravagant, but get somewhere grounding. You have this grounding environment set up and then you go into this understanding, okay, let me look into your eyes. Someone that is at peace will look you dead in the eyes and will not falter. As I'm doing with you right now, if you understand if someone's being truthful with you and they're not a sociopath, Look them in the eyes. When you ask someone, so tell me, what's been going on? What's your life been like? What have you learned since last time? Tell me what you've come to understand since you betrayed me. Hold that eye contact. Any conversation of meaning, hold that eye contact and see what they do. Your eyes are that invitation to truth. Your eyes are that invitation to love. Your eyes are that invitation to understanding and forgiveness and if you're willing to communicate an eye contact that is not only benevolent, but empathetic to the degree in which that, I'm just here with you now. No judgment, no force of things, just a love of now. Practice, practice, practice. Do this with everyone and you will eventually become a master. Not only a master of yourself, but a master of the universe. In mastering yourself, you master the universe. Coming to understand this X between getting this right back to the main point of what I was going on. Really, we were just instructing your partner there or your non-partner now. But that's the only part of your message X now directing it to you that I didn't like. I didn't like that you tried to offer her a pathway back into something that has not been healed, something that has not been reformed yet or evolved beyond. So if you can understand that, now I can give you some, we can get back onto your message here. I liked how afterwards you offered her option three. You did very well with this in which that you said, and if you don't want to see him anymore, I totally understand that and I wish you the best and maybe sometime in the future. 
okay, because I need to understand my pain, I need to go into the darkness, I need to understand the full depth of who I am and where these mechanisms of scarcity and fear of losing people is coming from. I loved all that, and I know I'm adding a lot to it, but I know that was your general sentiment. I love that, except for one piece at the end. This is the other thing that I wanted to dive into, something that I disagree with, and I want to see if you can understand where I'm coming from here. X, at the end of your proposed conversation with this girl, you said, now I know that I can become someone's source of true happiness. But what comes to that is I can also be someone's source of great pain and suffering. That is where I disagree with you because I do not believe that any human being can be your source of true happiness. And maybe if we can replace that word happiness with joy. Happiness being more of an emotional state, joy being more an everlasting quality. That whether you purport to be someone's true happiness or joy, it is an illusion. To look for true happiness and joy in someone else is a pathway to pain, is a pathway to a cup that has no bottom is a pathway to asking for someone else's validation, which will always be a liability. It would be, never be something that you could ever rely upon. That true happiness and joy has to be self-internalized, has to be internally generated from a reverence for life itself, for a gratitude for who you are as a human being, to partake in this rare and exquisite, but so fleeting, demonstrably challenging, conflictual and difficult experience we called life. That is where true happiness and joy comes from. To realize that you're a part of it all. You're a part of an eternal thread. An eternal thread in which that lives upon lives. Energy upon energy. One thing transforming into the next. No beginning, no end. Just now. This is where your true happiness and joy comes from. This is where your true happiness and joy comes from. So, I have a disagreement with you there. I do believe that you can be someone's great source of pain and suffering, absolutely, for sure. You can inflict much pain and suffering upon others. But just to that point though, so I think you're halfway there, X, but I just want you to do a little meditation. I would encourage you to do a little meditation on what it means and the idea of happiness and joy as I've espoused just now and see if that ruffles anything within you. See if that conjures up anything within you. See if that helps you to reform your idea of happiness and joy. And then maybe we could take a step now as I get some water. And so maybe now we can address this concept of why you fear losing someone, the scarcity-based mindset. Is it because that you fear losing yourself? Or is it because you have already lost yourself? Or maybe just a part of yourself that was deeply, sorely needed. The part of yourself that was whole, true, and accepted. Maybe you were abused, betrayed, abandoned, misaligned. Told that you were worthless. And so now you attempt to fill that hole and cover over it, medicate it with people, people and things. Particularly UX, it seems that you are medicating over your self-disconnection with people. That you would claw, scratch and scream to be able to keep someone in your life because it would help to distract from the idea that there is a reality within that is lacking. Is it though? Are you lacking? Or are you yet to realize the wholeness within? Is there just so much dirt covering your spiritual diamond that you cannot see the wholeness, the lovingness, the acceptedness, the kind-heartedness that exists within you? That if someone to believe, that if someone were to decide that they had a different journey in life, that that would be okay. Because surely we are all going somewhere else. Somewhere else at some point in time, none of us are here forever. None of us are staying in this form, in this manifestation forever. Life, as I said before, transforming from one thing to the next. All things transforming. 
you don't own human beings, you don't own their experiences, you don't own the emotions that someone gives you, you don't own a human being's body, you don't own their validation, you don't own who you are in relation to them. You are informed by it, but you do not own it. You are informed by someone else's experience, by someone else's peace, equanimity, compassion, by their serenity, by the love which they can unfold upon you. You are informed by all of that, and hopefully in your lives upon lives, you would carry into the next, that we were never broken to begin with. We came out whole, and somewhere along the way, we found ourselves broken. A lot of the times, not for our own fault. A lot of the times, for our own fault. We take responsibility where need be, but we also recognize when an infant has very little choice in such matters. So, X, I'd like you to understand that there was always going to be a moment, let's say that in your perfect idea of this, using this someone else to fill your cup and to uh, fill your hole, that they would eventually have to leave you or you would have to leave them at some point in this physical manifestation. So let's not get that twisted. At some point, you are going to have to face the idea that you are you. That you are you and you are no one, so you are everyone. And now, breathe. We're going to take a four-second inhale, deeply as you possibly can into your diaphragm, let your belly expand. And then you're going to hold that for seven seconds. Hold it in silence. And then you're going to release it over eight seconds, slowly. Let the silence sit after that. Do not breathe in immediately. Allow the breath to come to you when you feel the need. Okay, in three, two, one, four second inhale. And hold. And slowly release. Let it sit empty. Breathe when you feel it's necessary. <sighs> Sigh it out. Do you feel a tingling in your spirit? Do you feel a vibration in your body? Did you feel a little truth in the silence? In silence, you find truth. This is why we sit in meditation. This is why we breathe deeply. This is why you get in the ocean. This is why you get in a cold plunge. This is why you get in a hot sauna. This is why you physically exert yourself. This is why you pursue love. This is why you pursue love, not outside of yourself, but within. As you pursue love within, you will find a cure to your scarcity. As you pursue love within, you find that you will not be scarce because no human being could ever make you abundant. No human being outside of yourself could ever inform you of abundance. All they could do is reflect the abundance that you feel inherently within. A fix to your dating life is not a fix by bringing more people in. It is by bringing yourself closer to who you are. As people recognize that you have a detachment from their validation, they are brought closer. There is nothing more attractive than someone who does not give a fuck. And I do not mean that in an unempathetic way. I do not mean that in a misogynistic or in a uh, derogatory way. What I mean that is in a way in which that I am unashamedly myself. I am carefree to the point in which that I am willing to be me. And if you are willing to be you, then someone else is now offered an invitation to be themselves. And really, as human beings, that's all we want. One of the best gifts you can give to someone is not an AMG or a Rolex, but yourself. For it invites them to do the same. So the next time you step out of your bedroom, your house, give someone the gift of being yourself. And hopefully that self was informed on the basis of love, peace, joy. Increase all of that. Reduce suffering.
We're here for a very short period of time. In the shortness of all things, it's very long. And in the rareness of all things, it's very abundant. That is what it means to be alive as a human being. Your time will come. Your time will come and your time is now. So make the most of it. By being you. And next, that is where I'm going to wrap up this podcast and put the summary point on what it means to fix a scarce dating life. Fixing your scarce dating life is fixing your connection to yourself. As you do that, watch as your external reality maps to your internal. Harmonizing as one. With that being said, my friends, I wish you so much love, peace, and joy. From my heart to yours. Cha. And that brings me to my thanks for all of you. Thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this, any commentary. I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can. And also, if you did enjoy the content, please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video. It just helps it get sent out to more people in the community. And if you feel like this would resonate with someone else, please share it to some of your close friends. If you would like to dive into one-on-one coaching, it's all available on boldojo.com. Guided meditation, free resources of wisdom, free weekly on my newsletter, bold sip. Just chuck your email in, comes out every Friday. That's all available, all the links down below. And if you would like to support the podcast directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link down below or on the website, boldojo.com in the podcast section. Anything that you guys give is always super appreciated. So thank you very much. Wishing you all the love, peace, and joy in this life.